Hey guys, this is JJ, and um, you've just got me today. Um, Santanya will be back on the next episode. But um, we're here today with Mark Foster. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Um, A wonderful artist. And um, definitely got some questions for you today. Happy that you're on with us. And also, you are our first guest in 2021. Wow. Thank you. That's an honor and a privilege (laughs) to be the first guest. All righty then. Now, first off, Mark, share with us where you're from. Okay. I am currently living in Stowe, Ohio, but I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. And that's where I was okay. born, raised, and grew up in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. I think you're, you're, I think you're, you're our second artist from Chicago. So that's why I wanted to see. I thought I had read that you were originally from Chicago. So good deal. All right. Well, um, what better way to find out than, um, or just to start out just by simply asking, how did you get started on this artistic journey? It was actually by a joke and an accident and a stick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm real curious to see where this goes. The joke was when I was growing up, I always used to love to play in mud. And huh. it I, it was something about the texture of how the mud felt that was fascinating to me. So when I went to college, when I went off to college and I went to Northern Illinois University in DeKalb, Illinois, I decided that I wanted to be an art major. So I started taking art classes, but I could not draw, in my opinion, realistically. So I started Mm -hmm. doing a lot of abstract stuff. And one day my teacher pulled me to the side and said, you're not going to make it, son, because you can't draw realistically so what I did after that wow I I put I put all that energy that I had I just stored it away and as time went on on my personal journey I was working at um a 7-eleven overnight and I walked past the police station and in walking past the police station I found this blue plank of wood I picked up the wood. I took the wood to work with me. I left work. I took the wood home and I put it on my kitchen floor. I got up the next morning and I had an album cover and I took the eye and I cut the eye out of the album cover and I put it on the piece of wood and I started painting around the eye and painted the piece of wood. And I looked at the piece and I said, you know what? I'm going to call this piece I would. And I left left it. And so I started hanging out at a coffee shop. And in hanging out at the coffee shop, the woman who owned the coffee shop, the owner had artists of the month. 
And so I went up to her and I said, Ruth, can I ask you a question? And she says, sure, what's the question? And I said, what would be your criteria of you accepting somebody being an artist of the month? She said, well, what you got to do is you've got to bring in something for me to see. And I'm not a real harsh critic or a judge. So bring it in and let me see it, whatever it is that you have. So the next day I brought her the piece of wood that I painted and put this eye on. She said, let's try it. She says, you need to bring in some pieces and your pieces will be featured for 30 days. You get to leave them here and people will make comments of your pieces. So I brought in that one piece of wood and I left my email address and my phone number and I got a phone call a week later. And this woman asked me, she said, are you the guy that did the piece of wood? I said, yes, I am. She says, I want to buy that piece of wood. And so I started laughing because I thought that she was joking. So I said, sure. So I said, I don't know how much to charge you for it because I think it's a joke. She says, well, no, I'm not joking. And you need to think about how much you're going to charge me for the piece of wood. So I came up with a price and she bought it. And Spirit mm. from that point started to direct me into meeting artists. And I just went out on this journey and starting to create. And I haven't stopped since that time. Yeah, now I saw one piece and is it, I think I'm saying, I'm doing it, saying this right. Is it a motherboard that you had on a piece of art? Yes, it is. And <laughs> Explain that one. <laughs> um, I love motherboards. And that's really, really an inspiring question for you to ask me that. Because there was a piece that I did. It, it was an original piece that I did on a motherboard. And I took it to the gallery. It was a showing. And they had invited me to come to be a participant. And I put the piece of motherboard on the wall. And I was standing next to it. And the seven-year-old boy came up to me and said, what is this that you're doing? What have you done? Because... I can recognize this. This is the TV part. And I wouldn't answer him. And I just started laughing. He says, no, answer me because I'm asking you for a specific reason. And it was something fascinating. It's always been something fascinating about motherboard to, motherboards to me. So during my off days at work, I will walk through alleys and see if I could find broken TVs that I could detach the motherboard and make art of it. So when he saw it, he went to go get his mom. And his mom came back and he told us, his mom, look, I want to show you something that this guy did. Can I have it? And I started laughing. So he left and his mom left and came back. And she asked me, she says, how much are you selling this for? And I started laughing. I said, you've got to be joking. I don't know how much <laughs> for this piece of motherboard. She said, well, you need to find out because my son likes it. And I'm really, really in love with what you did. And I took it as a joke. So I made up a price. She came back and she paid for it. And I just got energy from that one piece. And I can take something and literally, if it's an object and I gravitate towards it, I'm going to change it into a piece of art. 
And then I realized that I wasn't getting away from my energy. It was me. So then I started to produce more art. Yeah, it's all of your pieces. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've looked, um, when I was doing my research on your work, I looked all over and I don't even know where to begin or end. <laughs> um, but when I saw the motherboard, I was like, wait, I asked my husband, I said, is that a motherboard? <laughs> so definitely, I love um, one of my favorite songs when I'm creating is Gene Wilder's, um, or it's not, I don't think it's Gene Wilder. I can't remember who the actual person is singing, but when Gene Wilder was Charlie in a chocolate, chocolate factory and they were doing the um, imagination or it's some kind of song that's talking about um, a world of imagination. Yes. And yes. that's exactly what came to mind when seeing your work, because there's so so much texture and so many moving pieces. Um, I'm really into collage art myself and I do wearable art. So I see that you do both. So your work definitely resonated with me. Um, Now explain how you got started with the wearable art. Cause I saw a couple of pieces on there. Yes. Um, I, well, what happened was, is that I started with, a leather jacket that I still actually have. And it had a rip in the jacket. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not throwing this jacket in the garbage. And I was working on some of these, these pieces in which I call ox boxes. And I was using all these cans of spray paint. I said, well, if you could spray a piece of acrylic can- canvas, why can you not spray clothing with spray paint? And I picked up these colors and I just started spraying this black leather jacket and starting to let the colors dry. I had a showing at a gal at a gallery in Hyde Park. So what I did was I wore the jacket. Half of it was painted. Half of it was still just the plain leather. And I kept getting so many comments on it. I just Mm -hmm. started spraying shirts and doing jackets and said, nope, I'm going to keep going. And at first I was really skittish about doing it, but it just gave me energy to do so. So I kept that process going. Yeah, I was um, extremely impressed. Um, And like I said, I've done wearable art and mine was just, it was pretty much the same process, just by chance and just trying something out. (laughs) So I can definitely um, respect that. Now, how many textures on on canvas? How many textures have you put on a canvas at one time? At least that you can think of five to six different textures, and that's I and that's put, and that's putting it mildly because mm. that textures fuel me. A flat art tends to draw me in, but if I see a piece of work and textures are popping out of the work. I'm going into that work. And that's what happens when I end up Uh doing my work. I will start something. And if I don't have something that's popping out, I'll leave it alone for a bit. And I'll think about what I want to pop out at you. And then I'll go and start to look for stuff. Like found objects fascinate me. 
So when I do my art, a lot of it deals with finding object. And I go from there. A lot of it deals with looking through fashion magazines. I, I have a Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I see have, a lot I have of fashion tons in your of art. magazines in which I save, and then I'll go back and I'll make art out of what I found. And it's extremely personal to me. I do it for the love and passion of it. People have asked me, why do I not call myself an artist? And I, for the longest period of time, I would say I wouldn't call myself an artist because I couldn't draw realistically. But I'm I'm throwing that concept out of the window because because yeah, art is art. There's no right. yeah. There's you can't define. And generally, the people yeah. I I can say this, and it's something that I am learning. Generally, generally the people that gravitate towards my art, they have a different kind of vibe, and I'm 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 really really humbled mm-hmm. by that i did a series I, I i i didn't meet him personally but you guys interviewed um cortez artiz on your podcast and yeah. i mm-hmm. connected with him through facebook and i did a liquid uh, an acrylic an acrylic liquid pouring series and i sent it to him and said you know this is what i'm doing right now and he sent me a message back and he says God, this is nuts. This is crazy, but I love it. So I did a small series called Nuts. And one of, it, it was so funny to me because <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to do a series and I'm going to call it Nuts. So I did three separate acrylic blocks. <laughs> one, two of the blocks were four by four. Another block was like nine by 12. An associate bought all three of the pieces. They mm-hmm. bought the whole series and I just couldn't, I still found it to be a joke because I couldn't believe they, they, that they actually wanted to purchase my items. And they were like, Mark, these are beautiful. Where did you come up with this? Where did you come up with this idea from? And I said, I don't know. It was just floating around in my head. Oh, wow. Cause you keep saying you think it was a joke and you know how it still is unrealistic to you. I'm, <laughs> how long art. ago did you start doing Probably art? around five years ago. And my artistic journey actually led me to keep going. I had I, I had I had an art mentor, and I got I got mad at her one day. We went out to dinner, mm-hmm. and I said, "Shirley, her name is Shirley Hudson, and her art is just it's jaw dropping. I don't even know how to describe it." And she looked at me one day when we went to dinner. She said, you realize that you're going to be an artist, right? I said, no. I said, because I can't draw. She said, it has nothing to do with it. She says, I want you to do something for me. I said, I'm mad at you because I can't draw like you draw. She says, well, the good news is, is that you never will be able to. She says, but I want you to know you're going to find your own creativity. Go home. Go home and get you an acrylic block, go buy you some acrylic paint. And the next time we meet for dinner, you better come back with something that you did. And I did that. And there's a place in Chicago called the Silver Room. I don't know if you've ever heard heard of it or not, but this guy who owns the shop, he he literally has a cult following because this store has been open for over 20 years. 
and he has a night of a hundred artists in which you do a 12 by 12 piece of canvas. Mm -hmm. You can put anything on this canvas. You just can't have it larger than a 12 by 12. So I went home. I went home and took all these tubes of acrylic paint and took a fork and started to layer the acrylic on the canvas. And I took it and I shellacked it and I let it dry. And he says, oh, sure, you can put it in. Put it in the contest. Maybe somebody will buy it. So I walked in and there was this woman I didn't know at the time who lived in Portugal. And I was standing in front of my piece looking at it. And she walked up behind me and she says, do you know who did this piece? And she pointed to it. And it was my piece and I didn't say anything. I said, said, she's joking. So I didn't say nothing. So she said, excuse me, sir, I, I know you heard me and you don't seem like a rude brother. Um, do you know who did this piece of work? And I looked at her and I said, yeah, this is the first piece of acrylic canvas that I've done. She says, well, guess what? It won't be going back home with you because I'm going to bid on it because the colors resonate with me and I think that it's beautiful. And I started to realize when I got home mm. that it wasn't a joke anymore it never was your work is amazing <laughs> and we you I don't know if you uh, had a chance to listen to our very last episode but we were just talking about um the confidence of especially uh black artists or uh minority artists and how we have to carry that confidence in and put it in everything that we do I would never look at your art and oh. think that <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, but I would never think that you wouldn't be cocky because your oh work my is amazing. God. I am so humbled <laughs> when you say that. I just, I, it, it, yeah. I, I think it, it really, really has to do with, as far as my own personal journey, I have to take more confidence in it. And I, I, I have been in shows yeah. before. I think that when I take more confidence in it, my work even tends to come out stronger. I remember being in a show and there was a piece of work that I that I did. And I'm obsessed with Grace Jones. I'm obsessed with how she looks in a photograph. So when I do... Okay. I have something to say about that. I'll let you finish, but let's get back to Grace Jones when you finish, because I literally just said okay. that to my husband I today. So yes, we'll get back piece to that. Of work <laughs> with these other fellow artists. I had did a Grace Jones piece. It was one of the pieces that I poured so much energy into it that I stopped working on the piece, but I took the piece to the show with me. And there was this woman, she still lives in Chicago. I don't know as to whether or not she still has a shop, but she was in the show. And I put the piece on the wall and this woman's work was just, her her work was jaw-dropping to me. And I kept going over and looking at her work and I kept looking at it and I mm-hmm. kept looking at it. And I looked up, she was over standing in front of the Grace Jones piece that I did. And she tapped me on my shoulder and she said, are you, did you do this? And I, I wouldn't do anything. I just looked at her and, and I just turned my head to the side. She says, I'm talking to you. And she says, did you do this piece of work? And I said, 
yeah, I did. I says, I know it's a little bit otherworldly because it had all of the stuff that was going on, but I was trying to get the message out. And she says, well, I got some news for you. She says, I don't know how mm-hmm. much you want for it, but I'm not leaving this show tonight without this piece of work. And I just stood there and I looked at her for like five minutes and I couldn't say a word. She said, and she pulled this check out of her pocket and she says, here, this is my deposit. You decide how much you want for it. But I need for you to explain how did you do this and why did you do it? And when she asked me that question, the statement just flowed and I was able to tell her how I did it. Wow. Now, where are these pictures? Because I've been all on your social media and I only see a very few pieces i just see a few pieces um and that's the mother boy piece is actually what i got grace jones from Mm -hmm. and you know my husband and i were going back and forth about that but um he you know he said he could see a little bit of what i was talking about but it still gives that feel so that's one of the questions i had is do you know is there um, a love for Grace Jones or, you know, her work or whatever. But it's, it's just so funny that you said that because that's the, that's the picture. The motherboard picture is what I pulled the energy yes. of Grace Jones from. So <laughs> Yes, I, I feel like it's that just that's funny a that vibe. That <laughs> and I, I, how she looks in photographs, I had been doing research years before about it takes Probably not now, but it would take them five and six mm-hmm. hours to do her makeup. Well, if it took, if it would take that long for somebody to yeah. have their makeup mm-hmm. done, you got to realize that when you're done, you're going to have something that's just going to be phenomenal. She has striking, she has striking features. Phenomenal. And yeah. I decided to put her in most of my works that I did. Okay. I had fallen in love with her album cover her album cover killer kiss and i cut it out and then after i cut it out i says what could i do to actually magnify this to get somebody to get drawn into what i'm what i'm trying to get towards and so i had these jeans that were just i put them away and i wasn't doing anything with them and they were all ripped and torn and i said you know what get creative Use these jeans and get started. And I would get up really early in the morning when I couldn't sleep and started to rip the jeans and let the um, fibers just, I wouldn't tear the fibers away. I'd keep the fibers. I'd try to preserve the fibers and just started mixing and matching colors that I saw in my head that I wanted to see on a piece of canvas. And I wanted her to look a certain way and that's how I came up with that piece but I noticed I had a lot of elements of blue so I nicknamed it my Monday morning blues we all have a role to play in preventing the spread of COVID-19 social distancing is important to slow the spread of the illness but social distancing doesn't have to mean losing your connection with others. Use video chat services or the telephone to talk with family and friends. In this time of uncertainty, it's important to be there for one another. We're in this together, even though we're physically apart. So stay home, save lives.
Yeah, it's it is amazing. It reminds me. I'm gonna send a picture to you when when we're done. Okay. But the, it reminds me of a piece that I did. And you're right. You sit there and you look at the the fabrics and 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 any material that you have laying around the house and. For the listeners, for those of you who might not understand the mind of Tell a creative it. person, Tell it. Tell it. Um, it's a lot going on. <laughs> it's a lot going on. <laughs> so you you sit there and our perspective of a, of, of, of a piece of uh, or a pair of old jeans or some fabric scraps or some nails and, and pencil shavings is totally different right. than someone else's perspective so i can i can only imagine how the wheels were turning when you were looking at those pieces um a fat you know your jeans um and and even still putting it and placing it on the canvas because when i start out with a piece okay i might Mm -hmm. see something in the beginning but at the end, right. it's totally different. <laughs> you know, it's, it's totally different from when I started out. But it's art. And, you know, just kind of getting back to when you're the, the art teacher or whomever told you that you would never be an artist because you couldn't draw, um, um, you know, realistic pictures or faces or whatever the case may be. It, I was the okay. same way. Now, I did do portrait, but I could never do portrait of family or friends. But I was lucky enough to have a teacher that explained it to me. She said, you can't, you will never be able to do that of family and friends because you're trying to put too many of their facial expressions that you know in that one picture. So it doesn't work that way. But that teacher also introduced me to Annie Lee. And... Um, I just fell in love then because I didn't realize that you could have all these paintings with all these faceless people (laughs) and it'd be art, you know? And so that's what I've kind of run with and just put my own spin on. So I think you've taken, um, you found your niche in the artistic world and Mm -hmm. anyone who can't respect it is I'm sorry I don't think they're a true artist <laughs> so um again I'm just I'm really um I'm in awe of your work and I can't wait to see more I'm really kind of disappointed I can't find more pictures I'm, on you, Facebook you have, so I'm gonna you have to you have to send me your email <laughs> and I, I can literally send you I can send you a lot of work that I actually did and it is so funny because i I tend to yeah. be really shy about my work, but I, I paint and cre- I I paint and create mm-hmm. things on anything. I'm I, I'm working on a series now in which I stopped, but I, I I am working on a series called Black Women Rule, and I'm putting stuff on planks of wood that I have found, and I noticed that when I got off into it, it just gave me so much energy you know black black women artists i Uh think are really really strong women because they forge through a lot of things that people are telling them you can't do that And, and, and they're saying 
I can't, can't do. Like mm-hmm. I heard you say, you you do art on clothing. Some people may say, well, no, that may not be an average thing to do. It may not be, but it's me. And when women, and when women do it and exactly. they rock what they do, it's embracing. This is me. If you don't like it, then I don't have any time for what you don't like. I'm not taking your opinion and running with it. I'm going to do me. And so. Yeah. And do it afraid. If you, if you're afraid, still do it. It, you know, because it's, you're, you're putting your stamp um, in the world out there and there's just so much, um, there's so much art to share. And that's why we built this platform. That's why we created this platform for artists such as yourself and myself and my daughter. I have an 18 year old daughter who is an amazing, an amazing artist. And she reminds me a little bit of you because she doesn't put her work really? out there like she should. Like I think she should. And I'm not saying she's an amazing. Yeah, I, I'm not saying she's an amazing artist because she's my daughter, because I'm very, very. Um, blunt with my kids. Okay. I'm very okay. honest with my kids. If they can't do it, I let them know, you know, but she, she is, she is an amazing artist. And, um, you know, like I said, we built this platform so people can have a, a comfortable laid back um, platform to share their work and just kind of let your confidence grow within our group and hopefully allow you to put more of your work out there for people to see. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I don't even know out of the pieces that I have seen, I can't really say which one is my favorite because they all are so good and so intricate and so interesting. And like I said, I, I, I might okay. be a little biased because I am really into collage art. So that definitely is something that I have throughout my home <laughs> that um, I've worked on myself. So, um, but I, I digress on that. Um, <laughs> now, Santanya will kill me if I don't ask you. Um, we were talking about the fact that apparently not only is Mr. Mark Foster to the listeners, not only is Mr. Mark Foster an, an artist, but apparently he's yeah. a baker too. Um, oh my God. I am so humble. <laughs> oh, see, y'all not gonna get rid of me now because you, you, you see, you guys are not so because you guys go deep. Yes, my um, <laughs> my passion and my and a love besides art for me is baking, and I have to admit, and it's not bragging, but I can make a mean three layer homemade raspberry German chocolate cake that will knock your socks off. <laughs> I'm slowly working on that because I'm a cookie <laughs> cheesecake and cake baker and people keep telling me once they try them I, I, I get them hooked and I, I actually have created a really small cookie line in which I call remarkable cookies I do five homemade cookies in which I give away as gifts at Christmas time. I send. I, I I've attempted to send them to friends, but generally, if people are in my vicinity, I'll just make up a batch and give it to them. And then today, I'm getting a phone call at twelve midnight. Like, yeah, how did you do that? What did you what what um where did you come up with this from? Wow. And it deals with the energy as to when I go into the kitchen 
and I start baking, I feel fully protected by my creator. I feel that my hands are blessed. So I take my hands and I don't take any credit for it. I take my hands to bless other people by what I bake. I want people to enjoy my food. I want people to be able to say, this is a homemade mm-hmm. cookie. This is not a cookie that you buy out of a package and not get the full jolt from it. When you eat a cookie that I have made, I want you to get the biggest jolt possible. When you eat a piece of cake that I have made, I want you to get the biggest jolt possible because I want you to enjoy it. And I love doing it. Creative on canvas and on wood and now in the kitchen too. Um, And, you know, it's obvious that you, people used to always say, um, because I'm the total opposite, Mark. I hate cooking. Um, I can't bake. I mean, I've I've done better. <laughs> I have I have done better, but I just feel like, I mean, just do just okay. be happy you got some food in front of you and enjoy it and you know eat. Uh, but <laughs> but my uh, my my mom and my husband used to always say, Jay, you need to learn how to cook with love, and it just that never set with me I was like what you know y'all just be happy I'm cooking you know and so um I took the time out to actually make a and during the holiday I do I I guess I do I guess I can say I do cook with love because it it is a huge difference and I've learned to recognize the difference um but when I talk to people such as yourself um who gets so excited about being able to create in the kitchen. Sometimes I Mm -hmm. wish I had that, especially now that I'm a grandmother. Um, But my poor grandkids, (laughs) I don't think they'll ever get that from me. (laughs) So um, it's it's good to have people like you in our corner so I can just, you know, call you up and say, hey, can I order? Because I am a huge cookie monster. So I'm happy to hear that you make amazing cookies because that's definitely something that um, I would love to be able to order once, you know, you figure out getting that shipped out. And I know Santanya was asking about your cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I, 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 I do. Rolls. I actually do. I, those I have some famous <laughs> ones. And I have a cookie that I make called Remarkable, uh, called the Remarkable Cookie. And it's a garbage cookie. And the garbage cookie has almonds, walnuts, heat bars, white chocolate chips, and dark chocolate chips. I can go into the kitchen and make up a cookie. It, it gives me a, a day. And if I don't like it visually, because I, I, I cook visually, and that's how people actually eat food. A lot of people don't gotcha. realize that. Some people, right. If you look at something visually yeah, you're right. and it doesn't mm-hmm. look good to you, you're not going to eat it. Yeah, if, if it don't if look it good, I'm not eating it. If it good to you visually, <laughs> yeah. then you're more than willing to try it. And if you try it, more than likely, sometimes things can look good visually but not give you that taste that you're looking for. I'm like that with my cookies. I have thrown batches of cookies in the garbage and somebody have said, man, you crazy. Why didn't you just give them away? Nope. Because they did not give me that visual joke. So when I make something, when I'm done with that product, I can tell you just by looking at it, this is going to be good. Now I made a, I generally make German chocolate cakes during the holidays. So I made my ch- my German chocolate raspberry cake for Christmas. That cake was gone. Wow, German chocolate yes. raspberry. 
I can't even. I mean, my mouth is yes, just watering. Yes, it's a taste that you you haven't experienced. So, but it's a wonderful mouth feel, and it's a wonderful flavor balance. And I was just experimenting one day and did it and gave it away as a birthday gift. And I I got a call at midnight. It was like, man, don't you ever, don't you ever stop doing this? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it was about the cake. <laughs> wow well you know that's that's yeah a lot of people don't have multiple talents so to be able to create like I said both on canvas and in the kitchen is definitely going to be a benefit for you and I need you to just I need to see all this posted on social media that's what that's that's there for and if you don't post it post it on your page at least post it on the um the cultured soul page. So definitely start sharing all of um, your works of art and um, anything else that you're creating from that mind <laughs> um, and providing that um, artistic flow both in the kitchen and like I said on the canvas. So um, well that's you know <laughs> Okay. That's a mouthful. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, I, I promised you it would be 30 minute segment. So, um, okay. We definitely want to have you back on. We definitely want to have you back on. And mm -hmm. um, especially since Antonia couldn't be on today. Um, Cause you know, she, she is uh, out of both of us. She's definitely the okay. um, abstract artist. She does, she, that's what she does. That is her specialty is abstract art. So I can't, I can't even imagine what the conversation you guys would have. <laughs> so um, we'll definitely have to have you back on and possibly just do a whole episode with, um, with abstract artists. So Energy that you just bring through your voice. Thank you so much. Oh, I thank mean, you. I, I have never been <laughs> fueled so by much. an interview like yeah, this that's... than I have in my life. I am smiling. Oh, gosh. Oh, that makes me feel so great because everybody tells me, Jay, you're just so monotone and you're so it's, laid back. And I'm like, guys, I promise I have a lot of energy. You, you, you so really, really do. And it shines great. and it shows through. <laughs> How you answer questions to get a person to engage with you, I have to take my hat off to you and I commend you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. It's been really easy. Um, so I've really enjoyed this um, interview. It didn't even, it feels like just talking to a friend on the phone. So, <laughs> but, um, and that's again, what we, we hope to have, you know, we, we want you guys okay. to feel like this is just a conversation. So um, good deal. Good deal. Thank well, you. you've got me grinning for the rest of the day and <laughs> And especially if I can get some of those cookies, we're gonna have to figure that out out offline. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to get you some boxes so you can start shipping those cookies out. Because now I want some cookies. So. You make sure make sure you send me your make sure that you give me your email address and, and a zip code. I, I I can I can make that happen. Okay, all right, I definitely will because this girl likes sweets. So, <laughs> so Mark, tell us how can one find you, um, either website or um, on social media, just so people can reach out because um, we this is twenty twenty one. We want 
more to be, you know, more doors to be open for you, more people to know about you, the artist, the baker, and um, the man. But we definitely want people to be able to connect to you mm-hmm. more this year. I feel like 21 is a set up for what's to come in 22. And I'm only seeing good things for us in the art community. So okay. what I am people, found on Facebook and my you? name is spelled M-A-R-C-F-O-S-T-E-R. Or if you want to shoot me an email, my email address is Mark, M-A-R-C Foster, F-O-S-T-E-R, 6-2, at yahoo.com. And that's all together. So it's Mark Foster, 6-2, at yahoo.com. Or if you want to give me a call and, and, and just talk or ask questions about the artwork that you've seen, and I'm definitely going to try to put more on social media, my phone number is 708 708- Nine two seven one five eight five. All right. Well, guys, there you have it. Another dope soul here with us on Dope Souls, and um, it's been a pleasure speaking with you again. Um, like I said, we definitely want to okay. bring you back on. We'll be discussing that with you offline. You be blessed, and you have a ble- a great day today. You too. All right. <laughs>